Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream, and that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time or any length of time that you wanted to have. And you would, naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive, and after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great, but now let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control, where something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And you would dig that, and would come out of that and you would say, wow, that was a close shave, wasn't it? Then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today. That was part of The Dream of Life by Alan Watts. And this is Dylan with Life. To think if I couldn't find hope, I should just let it all go. I used to think if I couldn't make dreams come true, I should just let them all go. When life seems Holy, we're back. Good to see ya with my voice. It's been a while, month plus, after I said I was going to do bi-monthly. But you know life, she gets in the way. I'm going to let you in on a little pro-life tip to start off here. Always put your socks on before your pants. That way, when you pull your pants on, they help pull your socks up a little bit more. And depending on the socks and the pants that you're wearing, it could prevent some difficulties you'd encounter trying to, you know, get the pant leg up and then get the sock up underneath and then pulling the pant leg back down. And you could, yeah, it could just be a struggle. But if you got the socks on first, no struggle. So, you can take that home. Or take that wherever you want to take it. It's March something today. I don't know, you don't know. And when you listen to this, it's not actually going to be today or right now. It'll be tomorrow, so... Just assume I recorded this yesterday. Coronavirus is a thing now. (laughs) Wasn't a thing last time we talked. So that's terrifying. For somebody who's a little bit of a hypochondriac, that is uh, the last thing I need going on right now. 
pretty sure I already got it and survived, so can check that off the list. I do feel like it's being blown out of proportion a little bit as far as the hysteria maybe that's coming from it. Like we're not all going to die, we'll be okay. That being said, I do understand. Maybe I don't understand. I understand the that it's spreading like wildfire or like a flu would. <laughs> and that's scary. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I am worried. Something like 20% of cases require hospitalization, which seems like an insane number. But I think that's probably skewed quite a bit. There's probably a ton of people who have already gotten the coronavirus, thought they just had a cold or a flu or something, just went on with their lives, got over it. And so there's probably thousands of cases that went just non-diagnosed. So all these scary numbers and mortality rates are actually higher than they probably are. So relax, people. Unless you're old or weak, then you should probably stay home for the next three months. I laugh, but it's it's really not funny. <laughs> Although there's a, a Spanish song that is hilarious. Very happy, very upbeat. And I have no idea what it's saying until the chorus comes and it just says, Coronavirus, coronavirus. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. I'll make sure to put up a video of it or a, a link so that you can listen to it. Because it'll really, it'll if you're worried about it, it'll help uh, ease your mind a bit. Yeah, so what have I been up to? We talked in January, janvier, as they would say in France and or Quebec and probably a lot of other places in the world. And then February came. I guess January ended and then February came. Nothing to report, really. Just been... I guess I was happily going about uh, about my time. Which is uh, always good. February. I've had some thoughts on February while February was going on. And I guess this February is a bad example for it. But I feel like rent should be cheaper in February. There's less days in the month. We don't get as many opportunities to work and make money. Rent should be cheaper. All rent should be based off the 31-day months, and the 30-day months should be a tad cheaper, and February should be cheaper. That just makes sense. Just makes sense to me. Bills? Your monthly bills? Your internet? Why is why is it the same cost in February as it is in March? When March has extra days. Prorate it. Bring it down a bit. That's what I would do if I was Supreme Leader. Oh, I guess that's new. 
that's probably honestly why I've been away from here is work. Uh, I do work a, a job. And I got a promotion. Which I didn't really want. Just sort of next guy up sort of thing, I guess. But it's fun. It's fine. I like to dive into it. See what I can do. See if I can make a difference. So I've been doing that. That's where I've been. And it's been good. Stressful, but good. And I think that's really the line you want to ride. The stressful, but good. Because if it's not stressful, it's too easy. An easy life wouldn't... Uh, sounds nice. But it I don't think it would be as nice as it, it sounds in practice. It'd get boring. And then you'd just come up with your own problems anyway. Because life is the pursuit of happiness. Literally. Like, living life, all it's ever going to be is chasing happiness. And I don't think there's any way to just find a state of happiness and live in it. So you're always going to be pursuing happiness. And that's fine. It's good to be aware of that. And take stock every now and then and be like, hey, yeah, well... I am happy. I definitely don't do that enough. <laughs> I fucking... I was lying in bed the other day and I started crying. But this was... But this was a good... This was a good time, not one of the bad times. And I'm trying to find it, what I was looking for. Yeah, I was in bed, and I was on Reddit, because Reddit's really just, I think, the best social media, because it's anonymous, so you don't have people, I mean, you still do have people whoring themselves out to get, like, upvotes and whatever, but people aren't... You know, it's not the same as Instagram and Twitter and whatever else you use where it's like it's the person and everybody's like for themselves and trying to make themselves look good. Like there's no nobody knows who anybody is on here. So you're just contributing. I like that. Anyway, I'm not going to explain Reddit if you don't know Reddit. I think most people know what Reddit and how it works in the subreddit. Ask Reddit where people put questions and then people answer them. The question. <laughs> uh the question was, what is the worst thing someone has said to you during sex? And the answer, which I will read out here, goes like so. And I quote, Not me, but an old friend of mine. Really quiet, soft-spoken, polite guy. A total gentleman and a graduate student in the liberal arts. Also pretty inexperienced, tentative, and vanilla sexually. He's dating this really cool girl for maybe two months. She's much kinkier in bed. She floats the idea of dirty talk and apparently likes to be objectified, even demeaned a bit from time to time. He's hesitant, but wants to please her and doesn't dismiss the idea outright, changes the subject and figures that they'll revisit the idea another time. Anyway, they have sex a few days later for the first time since the conversation really going at it doggy style, and she tells him to talk dirty to her. 
He says that he can't. Th- <laughs> he's <laughs> sorry. He says that he can't think of anything to say, so he says nothing, and she repeats the request. But the second time, she's not fucking requesting, but demanding it. He comes up with, "Yeah, you like that, you fucking retard." He's ne- he's never struck me as one for embellishment, so I believe him. He said that was it for sex that night, although they are still together two years on now. End quote. Uh, I really thought the amount of times I read this, trying to see if I could get through it without laughing, and it's always, it uh, doesn't work. Anyway, life's all about being happy. Um, and that always makes me laugh. Because I can see myself saying that. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> At least he tried, you know? Gotta go for it. There's a lot of things that can make you uncomfortable that you'll just choose not to do because it's too uncomfortable or something like that. Just got to go for it. Call someone a fucking retard. Just do it. I was thinking the other day, it was Saturday, I was going to a Canucks game. I was riding my bike there. And the route I take, I just go along the seawall and then I'm there, la-di-da. And as I was going, there was somebody jogging the seawall, just out for a jog. And I thought to myself, I would like to be the guy who goes for a nighttime Saturday jog, you know? I feel like that's a person whose life is at a good place. Saturday night, go for a jog. Really, any time go for a jog is probably a good start. But when you get to the Saturday night jog, hoo-hoo, you are you're doing something. You're living some sort of life. You're living your own life, probably. You know, I think the pressure is socially Saturday night. You got to party. You got to do something. You got to turn up. You got to see people. You got to go out. Spend money. Have some fun. So-called fun. But that's just doing your own thing. There's a time and a place. But it's not every Saturday night. Some Saturday nights are for, for the jog. So be yourself. Go for a jog. I've been thinking a lot recently about vulnerability personal vulnerability and it's kind of a tough one because it's not necessarily a positive word and therefore who wants to be vulnerable or openly and admittedly vulnerable its definition is being susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm and of a person in need of special care support or protection which really doesn't sound good. But I do think vulnerability is a good thing. I think you need vulnerability 
to make relationships work. I think it's impossible to truly love without being vulnerable. I think you can love someone while not making yourself vulnerable to them, but that wouldn't be giving them everything. That wouldn't be fully loving them enough because you wouldn't be trusting them. That wouldn't be all of it. Wouldn't be 100%. And this, that goes for all relationships, be it with a family member like a parent or a friend or a significant other. In order for it to be the best relationship it can be, there needs to be vulnerability from both sides. And being vulnerable to someone doesn't mean being hurt by them. If someone is consistently emotionally or physically harming you, that's not love. That's abuse. That's abuse of the power of love. And that is never healthy. Which can be hard to see a lot of the time. One of my favorite movies is Goodwill Hunting, which, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it within the next few days. But there's a quote from that movie that sort of ties in here. It's Robin Williams, by the way, that says the quote. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. It's a good movie. Watch it if you haven't. And if you have, watch it again. Um, But the quote. If I asked you about love, you'd probably quote me a sonnet. But you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes, feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you, who could rescue you from the depths of hell. And you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel, to have that love for her be there forever, through anything, through cancer. And you wouldn't know about sleeping sitting up in a hospital room for two months, holding her hand, because the doctors could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you. You don't know about real loss, because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. That always hits hard. And it's true. To love somebody, to be vulnerable, it all gets tied in together. And you do have to love openly. And that doesn't, I don't think that necessarily has to be a person, but a passion. You have to love something, care about something more than yourself and be vulnerable to it or be vulnerable to them if you're ever going to truly feel or get to that point, that further point. You're also a lot harder to help if you stay closed or try to not seem vulnerable. I've got one friend going through a lot right now, and I can't even imagine how hard it is. But he's always been the strong friend. Never got down, never really wore his emotions on his sleeve. And I want to be able to help him more than I currently am. But it's difficult when he doesn't want to admit he's having a tough time. And it's, I don't know, he might not even know it. Like he's just so set in not being vulnerable that it's, he'll get through it. And it's not a case of whether or not you will get through it, but a case of why not use some of the support that you have? Why not open up a little bit 
and see what you get. I remember an episode of Black Mirror. Fuck, I'm looking up a lot of quotes this episode. There's a Black Mirror quote about like a state change. Let me find that because that would go great here. Also, Black Mirror, recommend, probably already have, wonderfully, chillingly, beautiful. But the quote from that, it's like when you want to jump into a pool and you're worried that the water's going to be cold. But you know moments after you jump in that it'll be fine. It's the fear of the shock that holds you back. Ultimately, the only thing you're worried about is the transition from one state to another. And that can't hurt you because it's just a state change. Because, yeah, that's all it is to open up. It's a state change. And that's what seems scary. The moment where you open up and let it out. But afterwards, it's so much easier. With whomever you decided to share it with, it's now out there. And you don't have to put it out there again if you don't want to. Like, that change has already happened. But also bringing it up again is easy because it's already out there. And now whomever you've opened up to or shared that with, now they know and they can think differently and help you in a way that maybe they wouldn't have known how to or wouldn't have thought to before. Because people aren't going to know what you don't tell them. They might guess it. They might figure it out. But the only way for them to know for sure is for you to open up and say what's on your mind, say what you're feeling. So I go through my life conflicted. Because I don't want to be vulnerable. It's hard to be open. It's not sexy, you know? I've had so many close people in my life come and go for as long as I can remember. Father figures and aunts and uncles. Best friends always moving and leaving. A new house and new neighbors every year because I moved a lot. No consistency. Lots of pain shared, and then the bond lost. And so I keep a lot of thoughts in now. Keep my circle small, because to me it's not worth it. I leave the, how are you doing it? I'm doing. You know, I opt for the band-aid every time, the quick, quick easy fix. But this is an open wound. <laughs> This isn't a cry for help or anything. I'm fine. I'm happy with life. I'm doing. I'm dealing with it. It's just an example of vulnerability and of openness. You don't have to put it all out there. You can beat around the bush to start if you want. Put out some feelers, see who picks up on them. But at some point, you should be vulnerable. Especially when you're going through something in your life. Or you'll never heal. You'll never get over it. I've got two friends that are cousins, and one of their fathers, the other's uncle, passed away a little over a month ago. And I've seen the pain that they're in. And I see them trying to deal with it, but they are also guys who aren't very vulnerable. They've got walls up. One of them may be more than the other. And it's hard to watch them go through this difficult time their own way, a non-healthy way. But I understand it. And I'm unfortunately not maybe as close with them to really break through those walls or have them be let down for me. 
but I do hope that they find the person to open up with and talk about what they're feeling because no other way are they going to properly get over what happened. You need to be vulnerable at times. I think judgment is needed in all relationships as well. Not constant judgment, obviously. And not judgment with ill contempt. Just an open and honest opinion of things. I guess openness is the whole deal here. Both sides. You know, nobody has perfect judgment in all situations. Yet, we all probably feel like we use our better judgment most of the time. And it's because of that that it hurts to be judged or called out. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, whether you're a 40-year-old lawyer and mother of two with a house and a car, or a 20-year-old kid dealing drugs while living at your parents' house. Most situations in your day-to-day, you're probably going to feel like you make the better choice in the moment. I mean, that's why you make the choice, right? So it's important to have people in your life who are comfortable enough to judge you or to check you, have an outside perspective and just say, hey, I see what you've been doing. Are you sure? Are you sure that's right? I would have done it this way. You need that guidance sometimes, even if when you hear it, you reject it. It will do you good to have that idea swimming around in your head for a bit, whether change comes from it or not. If the shoe fits, wear it. I feel like that quote, as much as it's probably said or heard, is not adhered to enough. If you find yourself in a situation where you can take a lesson from someone or something, even if it's not directed at it, use it. Wear it. And if it is directed at you, and it upsets you, but it makes sense... You know, wear that little truth sneaker. The way to become a better person is to be constantly looking yourself in the mirror. You're not perfect. You may be close to perfect, but probably not all the way there. I'm bad at taking criticism, constructive or not. And judgment, I guess, is kind of the same thing. I feel I'm not actually bad at taking it. I just react poorly to it. I shut down, get a little down. In my head, if it makes sense, I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. I need to hear that. I'll work on that. But on the outside, I'm uncomfortable and trying to fight the weird, fuck you, I know what I'm doing with my life. Response that comes before I start thinking and try to deal with it with some humility. It's because I like to think I'm an intelligent person. I know I'm not educated, but I really do feel I should know better than the average person. And it's frustrating when I get checked on things because, again, my immediate reaction is, I know. Leave me alone. And the problem is I usually do know, but things still happen, and that's why it's good to hear it from somewhere or someone else. It hits a little different than your own head being like, you dummy. Yadufus had a long night a weekend or two ago, two weekends ago. And I've been really, really in a bad mental space since. 
and everything's fine. Everything worked out. Everything's back to normal. But I can't get over just the the fact that it happened. And it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I still putting myself in situations where these kinds of things that are happening? And lapse in judgment are going to happen. Again, nobody's perfect and you can't be right all the time and you make mistakes and learn lessons and whatever, but hard on myself. I guess I'd rather be hard on myself than just let everything go by the wayside and be fine with making mistakes, but it's been tough. It's been a tough couple weeks. Been a tough couple couples of days. (laughs) Which is why I'm here, I guess, probably. Back at it. Get things out of my head and onto the web or something. Out of my head and into your bed, if that's where you're listening. (laughs) As much as I've been, from your perspective, away from the podcast, I still think about it all the time. I haven't forgotten about y'all. Y'all. For somebody from Vancouver, I use y'all unironically more than I probably should. But yeah, I haven't forgotten about the people that have listened, the people that do listen. I appreciate you all. Please uh, feel free to send in messages, questions, stories, anything you'd like to share. If you've got a funny story like that, that Reddit story, please send those things in. I'll read them, I'll laugh, we'll cry. Be a great time. The goal of this podcast is to have it very uh, interactive, as I mentioned probably back in the first one or two. Have this be an all of us thing. I was thinking with the podcast, it's Really hard to compete with Bob Dylan as far as SEO things go. Trying to be the first things or one of the first things that pops up if you Google or you search somewhere. It's tough. Tough name. Tough life. Life too, yeah. Dylan with life. Those are Can't really pick one of those words and be like, oh yeah, he's the life guy. Or the Dylan guy. But we'll get there. Oh yeah, I was saying something about me and the podcast, thinking about y'all and then uh, Southern Drawls. Um, but I've been thinking about the podcast. I'm, what I'm going to do is there's going to be another little series within the podcast that I will be hopefully putting out much more frequently than uh, current podcast episodes so that you never go too long without something. And you're thinking, Dylan. You can't even consistently put out the one thing you're trying to do now. How are you going to put out two things? And I just figure, you know, odds are better if there's two things I can put out than one. But look for that. Those will be shorter episodes, basically. Quick little things for you. So hopefully I'll have one of those shortly after this episode. And then maybe another one before the next episode. But there'll be... uh, A little more consistent, just more content, getting out there. Show your friends, or whoever. Show people in the street. Don't touch them. Don't get corona. Stay healthy. Never sure how to end these things. I got a cactus. Girlfriend gave me a cactus. I haven't named him. But he's beside me here. It's fuzzy. Just misleading. Okay, bye.
just remember it adds and remember